Hey, hey, this is Mike and Shelly on The Nothing Burger. Hello. Debunking society's most commonly held stigmas. That's right, Mike. And uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about a nuclear blast hitting nearby. Like, within a five to ten mile radius. Like, what would you do? Yeah, what would you do? Okay. So, like, in a world where... Everyone thinks they have a good plan when this happens. I don't. (laughs) Just following you around, that's my plan. (laughs) Like, I I think I have a good plan, but then, like, when I actually put myself in that position, like, I'm all like, holy shit, like, what the fuck? I know what I should do. It's kind of like, you know how everyone's like, it's like, who would you be in a zombie attack? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you will have all these plans. I'm like, I feel like I would be the one. I would just start like screaming hysterically and run into the yeah, crowd of zombies. Yeah, you're like the first person to die in a zombie movie. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I can do I've seen how these yeah. movies go. If zombie movies had like that announcer in games, you know, and you died, you'd hear that announcer go, first blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to be first blood, okay? Like, that's legit. <laughs> so... Ha, huh. so going back to this blast, let's call this, um, it's a medium-sized nuke, you know? It's going to probably destroy within a one to two mile radius of everything it hits. We're about five miles out, so we don't get incinerated. We yeah, have no. the opportunity to survive. We have the opportunity to die slowly. That's that's really oh, what happens. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to... That's how that goes. Okay, so here's what we can do is I'll kind of like ask you since like... I'm already dead, okay? Like, let's assume. No, you're not dead. You're you're with me. I'm with you. Okay. So so I'll be like, what are we going to do, Mike? We get an announcement. Oh, you're going to sound like that? You're going to be like, oh, what are we going to do, Mike? I'm like, Mike, what are we going to do? So, so you're telling Mike. me a nuke... A nuke... <laughs> I'm going to sound like an announcer. I'm going to be like, Mike, what do we do next, Mike? <laughs> so when a, a nuke's going to hit right next door to us, and you're just like, hey, what should we do, Mike? And just like, wow. No, I feel like you're going to be oh, screaming no. and <laughs> freaking out. And you're probably going to like knock me out so you can like focus. That's probably... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, so what's the first thing you would do? How are we going to know about this, right? Well, yeah. usually we will probably end up getting an emergency broadcast message through our cell phones, through the radio, through, you know, TV, if you still watch TV, I guess. Um, we're going to know that it's on its way because we already monitor all this shit. Like, you're definitely going to get an emergency warning on your phone and any kind of communication device that you have. It's probably going to be like that guy from South Park going, Russia's, Russia nuked us or what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know oh if they're going to be able to tell you like where the ex- exactly the nuke is going. But it'd be like not really that that much of a warning. It'd be like you're about to die. You're going to know. You're going to know a nuke is headed towards you. Whether it's going to land on top of your house or not, you don't know that. Well, let's just say it didn't. Okay? It landed like five miles away. Yeah. It destroyed everything in that area. And now the actual blast wave is coming your way. Is coming your way. Ugh, so so the first thing I would do is grab everybody and take them down into the cellar, which we apparently have a cellar. Because don't tell the- them that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> if it's three minutes, they don't have any time to. It's an old house, and uh, luckily there's a cellar down, down so there. So if there's any, like, cracks in the cellar, though, like, can't the bla- like the radiation get in there? Oh, it's going to get in. I mean, the cellar's not deep enough. 
to. So what's the point just to keep us as much as possible? The, from- no, the, the sellers to keep you from in case that blast wave is close enough, it's going to tear your house apart. And if you're in the house, you're probably going to get, you know, destroyed. Like it's going to break things apart and shit's going to fall on top of you and kill you. It's more of like a physical barrier. Yeah, it's mainly to keep things from falling on you or you being swept away by the blast wave. Right, yeah. Okay. So, you know, once that happens, you probably have another, oh, 15 minutes before, like, fallout actually starts to, at most 15 minutes, before fallout actually starts to rain down on you. And that's all radioactive dirt and debris and bullshit that it just picked up with it and took into the sky and irradiated all that. Oh my God. So now you have like radioactive so dust and shit. you just want to stay down there for I mean, uh, I don't know, because you got to think of it this way. Okay, if you stay down there and wait it out, wait for all the debris to come down Yeah. Um, before you leave, it's still going to be out there, like, on the ground and... Yeah, but still, like, better that's on the ground than raining down on your body, like... Yeah. You know what so I'm saying? So, you like, can probably wait it out, like, 48 hours at that point. And then when you leave, you can just have, like, masks. You need to get masks, yep, yep. You know, once that's... Once everything's come down and the ground is covered with a fine radioactive powder that's... Oh, God. You're you, stepping on it and it's all... Yeah, you're going, going to be stepping air. on it. And not to mention, like, you don't even have to touch it. It's a, it's radiation. So it's like irradiating oh everything around it. You're in a giant microwave, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. As you're walking around outside, you're being irradiated. Cooked. Yeah. You're just being cooked from the inside. Yeah. So, um... Potassium iodide would be the next uh, thing to do. Well, you should have probably already started doing that in the cellar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should probably be uh, taking your potassium iodide pills if you have those because you want to protect your thyroid from getting destroyed. That's the first organ that goes. It's like the most susceptible to radiation. Yeah, it's the most sensitive to radiation, yeah. So you're going to want to be popping those pills. And then um, next step would be... uh, Making your way to anywhere where you can get some food. First of all, I would grab all the canned food okay, so, and bottled water you have in the house. But okay, so in the cellar, you're gonna need food. You're gonna need masks. You're gonna need your <laughs> COVID mask's not gonna work for that. <laughs> get your COVID mask. <laughs> go into the cellar. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. some potassium iodine. Is that what it's iodide. called? Iodide. Yeah. Iodide. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, your COVID mask is not going to work for that. Gonna... <laughs> That's okay. I want one of those, like, um, steampunk uh, situations. Yeah, gas masks. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted an excuse to get one of those anyways. Yeah. But so. You can actually get those for, like, I think seven or eight bucks. Like a NATO no way, grade. Really? NATO grade one. They used to be able to, but. That's pretty cool. Shouldn't be much more now. So, uh, you're going to basically want to cover your body with every article of clothing you possibly can. Because um, being irradiated is one thing. You also don't want that dust to land on you yeah. as much as possible. Uh, grab all the food you can that's in the house. Wrap it up. Put it in... Uh, uh, well, I don't know if you want to grab the food. And if the blast actually hit your house... That's what I'm saying. This is and all everything pretty... got everything got x-rayed and destroyed, you probably don't want that food. Okay, so this is all pre... Uh... 
blast stuff like you wrap up your food you take it into the cellar with you no but you don't have time to do that this is most people by the way so we're going we're doing what most people would probably be doing most people don't have a freaking fallout shelter to fucking go into they're just yeah so what that's a very good point so what about most people who don't even have a fallout shelter who are listening to this who are like well if you can find a building nearby with like a concrete reinforced building get into that building and go to the center of that building that's another way to uh, survive. Um, garage, uh, parking garages, underground parking garages. If there's a, one nearby, get your ass down there because, uh, you know, that's probably going to be pretty good. That's actually probably going to be a pretty good place to, to hold over and just stay down there. If you can get some food down there and, and, and water and everything, that would probably be a... a like the a, bottom floor, the ones that go yeah. deep underground. Yeah. Go, go deep underground. Los Angeles has tons of those parking garages that are like freaking 20, 20 Listen, stories down. Listen, can't you see like a movie, a TV show or something taking place like in the bottom level of one of those yeah. parking garages? I feel like I've and seen something like that. there's tons of people that. down there yeah. and like they start killing each other and eating each other. Like, Pretty much. You know, that's, when the food runs out, it's going to be all cannibalism. And nobody can leave that basically. It's just like a little society... It can be called, like, floor zero. Yeah. I'm not good with names, but... Yeah, that's... that's... <laughs> so, so, yeah, you'd probably have, like, a whole bunch of different, like, strata of society on each floor, you know? And the, yeah. the most important strata of society would probably be at the bottom floor because they're going to get the least of the radiation. But listen, that's interesting because the bottom floor is the best, but it's easy for people to, like... You know. Oh, you know where? You, okay, you no, there. this is where I remember that from. There was a book called Wool, and um, Wool, Wool, like the sheep wool. Yeah, they call it Wool. It has to do with like uh, wiping the. There's like a window. They, so basically, society after this nuclear war has all gone into these missile silos that are left over, okay. and they're living in them. There's like different floors and shit. They're all living in these missile silos, the the ones that were left over. Cool. And so. Uh, once in a while, like once every so many years, a person has to go out there uh-huh. and wipe the glass so with a piece of wool so they can see what? through and know what's going on out there with the radiation. I don't know. That was the And is that premise. person like the sacrificial lamb? Yeah, he dies. He dies. Wow. It was actually a pretty good book. I, that's but on anyway, my list that's now. where I, I read that. that's where I uh, remember that. So Yeah, that's pretty cool. They should turn that into a movie. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. So, um, you got to also remember, like, once you get your stuff and you, you know, the shit hit the fan, you're going to... Now it's like, where are you going to go? I would probably go into the mountains. That's uh, where everyone's going to go, though, no, right? No, because, because at first I thought, okay, go to an Amazon facility because there's everything you need there, right? You got food, clothes, like, it's basically a warehouse with everything you could possibly want. That's where you're going to go to die, though. People are going to be killing each other. But everyone's probably going to be trying to go there, yeah. Yeah. People be trying to kill each other there. Yep, absolutely. So I figure uh, probably avoid places like that. Um, Any kind of warehouses. I'm sure there's people who are trying to commandeer that facility from one another. They're like, I had a great idea. Yeah. But then where do you get your provisions? Uh, Probably hit the grocery store as soon as possible. Like Everyone's going to be doing that too, though. Yeah. But I feel like there's going to be less competition over that than uh, like an Amazon facility or something right. like that. They have Amazon has like these robots that basically keep track of where everything is located. Yeah. In these giant like pallets and boxes, like you can't 
as an outsider walk into an Amazon facility and be like, I need water in that gigantic warehouse where the bottled water in like boxes you yeah, can't tell or you don't know where what everyone's is. just gonna be tearing things apart freaking out yeah, like it's bashing gonna be a, it's gonna be like black friday i mean at first at first 10. at first thought like that sounds like a good idea but once you start thinking it through a little bit like that probably isn't the best way <laughs> best thing to do yeah that's true but um if you get to the grocery store quickly yeah. After the blast, because you got to think that people are but man, freaking out. It's going to be dangerous everywhere. People are going to be raiding things, like shooting each other. Yeah, like, it's probably like immediately after the blast. The biggest concern that you would have to have outside of the radiation and fallout is going to be other people. Yeah, so you're going to want to have some kind of shank on hand. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna Something want a gun, like a, sh- a shank, yeah. a shit. But anyways, what I was saying before is you can't, <laughs> you can't really be like, I'm gonna go into the mountains and live off the land because all those animals are radioactive. That's that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, hopefully, the radiation hasn't reached up there. True that. But um, I don't know. The, Do you want to risk well, it? Well, the, the, that that mushroom cloud goes up pretty high, like miles into the air. By the way. And then if you eat that one thing, you're done. Right. Yeah, you're you're probably you don't want to eat that. You don't want to eat radiation. It doesn't sound healthy. Yeah. See, the more you think about it, the more it's like, damn. There's like almost like, no way. What can you do? God. There's like almost no way to get away from it. That's why, like in that book, it's like they're just all try because there's really like, how do you survive unless you're in like this stone building with no. Because yeah, like even if you, even if you can hunt for food, like those animals are all fucked off too. That's what I'm saying. Like you're going to be eating radiated meat and shit. The water's radiated. The everything. Yeah. And you're it's also, like how long can you live off of canned food? What were those people eating? You can you can canned food is basically your only hope at that point. That's what I'm saying. It's like how long like well, well, where are you going to find it consistently? You're going to have to go on scouting missions to different people's houses. What did people those people in the book do, Mike? The people in the book have been living for hundreds of years in missile silos, and uh, I don't remember. They had they, they were probably eating, grow food. No, they were there. they were eating like crickets and stuff that they were like breeding down there, different Dear bugs God. and bugs and shit like that, which is which you can do. I think that's what they were eating. See, that's why I that's why first blood. That's me because I'm you're, just you're like just I'm. You guys, I'm out. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I know how this. Story I don't want any. Goes. I don't want any I'm part of this. No crickets. Yeah. I'm, I'm dying with dignity. Like, you know, besides, even if you make it through that, like, let's just say you make it through that and like, you know, your teeth have fallen out, your hair's fallen out, you know, you got like various forms of cancer at this point. It's like for what to be like, <laughs> I survived. I did it. I'm just like, yeah, like, I what died kind of, all my teeth. Here's the thing. What That's kind of, what, I did. what kind of world are you like living in once you've survived this? Like what kind of, um, <laughs> like there's no internet. That's for sure. You're definitely not going on any kind of social media anymore. Like where is the quality of life yeah, in that? No more Tinder. So basically, you're going to be hooked. <laughs> listen. You're going to be hooking up with people that are also missing teeth and like limbs, and they and might be radioactive. They're you're radioactive, so they are too for sure, for sure. Oh, I have a good <laughs> outro song. Listen, it's called radioactive. So my point is, even if you even if you survive this, like, why would you want to? Why would you want? Why to? would you want? That's to? the end of the sentence. <laughs> why would you want to? <laughs> Because the world you're going to be living in is going to be total shit. It's going to be a nightmare. The people are going to be ugly. 
That's that's guaranteed. <laughs> that's guaranteed. That's even a primary if, concern. Even if you were good looking at some point, now your face is Not all anymore. rotting off. Yeah. So, so. you know, you got that. <laughs> What is so happening? there's definitely there's definitely that, but you have something to look forward to. Death. Death. Yeah. Is that was that it? Listen, the other thing is you're gonna want to do is probably raid pharmacies. Like that's gonna be you're gonna oh, yeah, need, me- you're gonna me- need me- medicine. Me- you're gonna need antibiotics. You're gonna need painkiller painkillers. You're gonna fucking need because you're basically gonna be rotting out from the inside out. God. And so basically, you're inevitably inevitably gonna die. Yeah, I don't think you're going to make it. Like, the more I think about it, I'm like, hmm, maybe this, this is, is a depressing episode. Is <laughs> Yeah. Is, is, um. This is the journey that sur- we had to go on. Yeah. But here's the. We didn't know until we got but, here. Okay, so maybe there is a way out. Maybe there is a way out. What's um, that? And that would probably be going out on the ocean and escaping on your yacht. Oh, the fish. They haven't been contaminated, right? They will be. But the ocean has, <laughs> the ocean can absorb that. Remember the whole Fukushima thing that happened, the meltdown uh-huh. in Japan? Like it was a huge meltdown of, a, of the core in the reactor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That radiated but, all the fucking fish. But like the ocean is so huge that it wouldn't matter. I mean, but we, it's like, we, how do you, how are you going to know? Like what's. Your chances of eating a radiated fish in the billions and billions of different fish out there in the ocean are probably rare. Probably yeah. Really, there's no way to know, but it's safer than not. But here's the thing. If the U.S. actually gets hit with a nuke, it wouldn't be the only one. We're probably, if that happens, we're probably launching all of our nukes and Russia's launching all their nukes. And really, once that happens, there's nowhere you can go on the face of the planet. That's the terrifying thing, right? Yeah, like there's literally nowhere on the face of the planet you can go that isn't fucked off. Because the radiation clouds, the the mushroom clouds that are going to be going up into the sky from both of those countries dropping all all those nukes, it's going to basically create a gigantic cloud of radiation that's going to get into the jet stream and that's going to circle around the whole planet the entire atmosphere is going to be covered with radioactive debris and material. That's probably going to be up there for years and years, just circulating and raining down. My God. The water table is going to get radiated because the rain's going to bring down all that stuff. It's going to soak through the dirt and go down into the water table. You're not going to be able to drink the water. And uh, hmm, what else is left here? The plants are going to get fucked off. You're not going to be able to eat any of the vegetables that are growing. The animals are destroyed. You're not going to be able to eat them because they're radiated. How long does that radiation last for? Like years and oh, years? Oh, hundreds of years. No way, yeah? Yeah, hundreds. Some, some. There's different types of radiation in there. I think um, the half-life for plutonium is supposed to be longer. I don't know. It's in the hundreds. I don't know exactly what it is. We can look it up, but... So that's generations. It's hundreds. Gen- Some of them are generations thousands. that are going to be living underground or whatever if they survive. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at uh, Chernobyl. That place is still radioactive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that that happened seventy years ago. My God. So it's still radioactive. There's animals living there. Uh, are uh, they all messed up? Uh, look at Japan. We dropped nukes on them in World War Two. And, uh, you know, you had 
deformations and birth, birth oh defects and yeah. uh, all kinds of stuff that was that are probably still going on that um, is still being studied. It's like, like even for and the those people were tiny that, little nukes that we dropped yeah. compared compared to what we have now. So it's like even if there's like some small society that finds a place underground to live, like the risk of like even reproducing and having like some really messed up. It's going to happen. Kid, like, like OK, so let's actually look at that. Um, let's let's talk about. Yeah, let's see. There is a society. Let's that talk survives. about the weird like uh, like you're going to have the fringe group of society, you know, the outliers that make it. Like that maybe are one, lucky and are in a pl- place where they can safely get underground or something like that. Yeah, that'll probably be like less than one percent of the population. Yeah, and um, those guys, let's just say they made it. Yeah, and they're like they have the resources they need or whatever they can grow plants. A lot of them died and they suffered through cancer and whatnot, but some of them made it. The world has knowledge that's basically stored in all of the computers and and all the databases and then we have libraries and stuff but science right we would be in a whole new dark age like these these few survivors are not going to know how to operate the world they're going to be living in yeah in order to run a city like you have people who are electricians commercial electricians that work on the electrical power grid and the and the power stations and and on the generators like there's a whole segment of society that just manages the electricity that powers the world we live in these people what are the odds that that these people one of the survivors in there is going to be is going to know about that right (laughs) even if you're an electrician are you an actual commercial grade generator electrician that can do all that very like the odds of that are probably very very low and you have people who um, manage the water, the wastewater and all that stuff, water filtration and everything for the city. You're not going to have these people, scientists, doctors, like society as we know it so will probably take, it'll take hundreds and hundreds of years for any kind of recovery to happen. Like, like these people have been sent back to the dark ages is what yeah. you're saying. I mean, because if you consider where we are in society today, we're basically like at the epitome of advancement in the human race. Like this is the highest level of advancement we've ever had in the human race. So if all that goes to shit, like how long before any of that is even... Well, it's crazy because like we're, we know so much, but yet individuals know so little because exactly. of the fact that... We're relying so much on techno- technology and what's stored in databases and how easily you can access that at any time. So people don't have to remember anything. So it's like even though we're so advanced, like individuals are becoming less less intelligent. In yeah, that but, way. but we've also become specialized in every field. So you don't have like one person who wears, you know, all these different hats and has general knowledge like most people don't have very much general knowledge yeah yeah exactly uh-huh. you have some people out there that do but for the for that's the most fringe part, too and what's what are the chances that those yeah. that fringe group will be the people who end up down there not likely even if you do even those people with with a lot of general knowledge don't have very much specialized knowledge because the things we're talking about like let's say you know repairing a gigantic generator that's generating power in a dam yeah you know you have people who operate equipment and that generator wasn't even built by a single person it was built by 
like several different people, parts that came from different yeah. factories and, and, and to put all that together, like it's just, it, it's going to be impossible. I don't know if we would even recover from that. Like, I don't know how long it would have to just be a reimagining of society well, all over that again. Fringe group the only would... thing you can go by is um, the knowledge that has been stored. So if these people were able to like go to a library where we have information and then get books, because I'm sure computers aren't going to be fucking working because electricity, you know, maybe you can rig up solar panels and and power up a computer and and get information that you have stored on there. Yeah, you can piece all this information together and like it's still better than starting out from scratch having nothing right. That's going to put them ahead uh, by leaps and bounds. But to get back to where we are today, I don't know. Yeah. That's like a scary thought. So do you want to live in a world like that is the real question. Yeah, for you to be asking that question, that's because it's almost easier like in a zombie apocalypse. It's like, yeah, they're out there, but you still like you can go raid someone's house and you can hide out in there and board up the windows and find what food there is. Or if there's like animals or food like plants outside, you can still. There's zombie animals, though. Depends yeah, on which zombie know. depends on which zombie universe we live in because you know But it's easy to tell, right? Cuz No, like, because what Aah. if you're if you're in like That's I am legend, for example, the animals are are freaking uh infected too. Yeah. Oh, and those zombies are more intelligent too, like they set traps and yeah. such. So it just kind of depends on which zombie universe yeah. you live in. But I'd but still, still take better. any zombie yeah. universe over a nuclear winter. Exactly. Basically. Because you can still like, you can walk outdoors. You can't like, if you go hide in a house, like, you know what I'm saying? It's not in the air, the zombies. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. also they're, they're, the virus is not airborne. Now if it was airborne, that's a whole nother. Apocalypse. Yeah. But even, <laughs> even then, even airborne. You're still better off with an airborne virus than a nuclear winter. Yeah. You literally can't go anywhere, do anything without being irradiated. Like the only thing you can do is if if you're like super privileged and you have like a bomb shelter that's outfitted with like years and years of food and water and you you're one so of the lucky some people elitist groups like probably some oh, yeah. like super rich people yeah. there they're like i i'm not worried i've yeah. been ready for this they can they can basically go to their bomb shelter they'll wherever invite it's their at. favorite people yeah they'll be like so those are probably the the one percent of people that are going to be surviving are probably going to be the majority in that in that crowd of people yeah and if somebody set up a bomb shelter, then you can be sure that they set up like the food down there, yeah. the the like medicines yep. that they're going to need. They've thought it through. Like if they thought it through enough to build a bomb shelter, then yeah. they're OK. <laughs> like hmm. they'll probably be fairly comfortable. That's actually sounds like a lucrative idea, like build a bomb shelter and sell tickets to it. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's like oh an insurance policy. So this was this was basically a talk about what we would possibly do, but I think we got to the conclusion that I don't even know if you want to survive in a world yeah. with nuclear winter. So basically your best hope is to be in the blast radius that gets killed, incinerated instantly and you just That's your you're out. Best that's your best <gasps> That's your best oh hope. God. Like don't that even way, try to Yeah, you wouldn't even know it. You'd be dead instantly and uh, that would be those are going to be the lucky ones. They always say that. Those are those are the lucky ones. That uh Netflix movie where like that asteroid that thing was headed towards Earth. And it killed everybody. It was like look up or don't look up or oh, something. Don't look up, yeah. And they're just sitting around the table and they're like, 
these mashed potatoes are so creamy. And they're like trying not to cry. They're like, <laughs> these pretzels are making me thirsty. They're like, they're like next time add more milk. Because <laughs> there's like not going to be, I forget what they yeah. were saying. But they were trying to pretend yeah, like it was Yeah, that movie was so stupid, by the way. Like they're sitting <laughs> there waiting the for the nuke. I did. The nuke mm. was heading, or I mean the How nuke. How did it end? You the asteroid. The asteroid was heading towards them and they're all sitting there eating dinner. Like everything's all good and fine. They're like, ha ha ha. Let's all just pretend like an asteroid isn't coming to hit us and kill us. But then you'd gone up and left. So stupid. There was actually people who like those people who left and then they came back to the planet like years later and one of them got eaten by this like crazy like creature. They left the planet. Yeah, they left the planet like they escaped. Remember that elitist group? It's been a while, but there was like this elitist group of like douchebags and they they uh, left the earth and then they okay. came back. Oh, they put themselves to sleep in a coma and they came back hundreds of years later. Cool, cool. It's a good thing I walked out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so that was the uh, that was the episode on what you would do if a nuke hit next to you. Hope you die. Hope you die. <laughs> is surviving a nuclear blast for your everyday Joe, is that a nothing burger? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a nothing burger. If you're if you're just a regular person and you don't have access to a bomb shelter, provisions, or anything like that, you're probably not gonna make it. You might survive the initial blast, but like you're gonna die a horrible, painful, slow Ugh. death. So there's actually a movie that was made in 1983. It's called The Day After, and uh, it's one of the most horrific post-nuclear movies that you're ever going to watch because it's made so realistic. Oh my it's God. an older movie. So it's like like literally the day, it all takes place the day after that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And this movie, it, it gave me nightmares as a kid. Really? Yeah, this movie gave me nightmares as a kid. Maybe that's why that's your worst, that was what your worst fear was. That's where maybe, it stemmed from. Maybe, but watching this movie tells you why you probably don't want to survive. I mean, I kind of want to see it, but I'm also like, it's so terrifying. It's horrific, really, the only way to describe it. And you're, like, watching your family member suffer. That's why I'm just, like, it's better to just almost, like... Yeah, you don't... You'd probably be better to not make it through Like, that. unalive <laughs> yourself and... All right, guys. You were on The Nothing Burger with Mike and Shelly, and we're going to wrap it up and catch you on the next one. I'm breaking in.